So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. WWE has their own way of how they approach things. And look, whether you love it or you hate it, uh, it is a way that produces billions of dollars globally. So I was very intrigued to learn how they were approaching things and how they wanted to produce things and what their desired result was of that and then seeing the outcome of it. I have that now. You watching the game, what are some things that excite you about wrestling now? Do you have a different perspective on it now outside of the WWE system? You've been out of it now for a very significant amount of time. Maybe there's some new angle that you see it from or a different perspective because working in that system, you learn a lot, you gain a lot from being there too. Oh yeah. Well. I've always looked at professional wrestling as something that is subjective. It has its rules and its laws and its parameters and its psychology, and there's a variety of different ways to do it. There's numerous different genres of pro wrestling, from death matches to comedy to hybrid lucha, technical wrestling, European chainsaw. We go on and on and on. WWE has their own way of how they approach things. And look, whether you love it or you hate it, uh, it is a way that produces billions of dollars globally. So I was very intrigued to learn how they were approaching things and how they wanted to produce things and what their desired result was of that and then seeing the outcome of it. I have that now and um, I kind of dabble now when I'm working independently of applying things I learned there with things that they may have just not seen as something that they wanted in their programming to kind of marry and fusion both of the things that I had before and the things that I had recently learned now. It's hard to really pinpoint exactly what those things are, but it's primarily predicated on a listening and emotional response from the audience, mm -hmm. just getting them more engaged, getting more mileage out of things. Um, things like that, I would say. More psychological and, uh, and business orientated more than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously, All Elite Wrestling has been moving the angle, and a lot of people thought that that was a destination for you right away. A lot of fans thought that. Is that still something you aspire to, is to to go All Elite with them at some point? Um, trying to think of the best way to say this, because you know sure. that they love to take things out of context. I completely understand <laughs> your perspective on that, but I have to ask. Fans, no, like you said, fans will ask you. I got to ask. So that's the same no, idea. Course. I'm an open book with this stuff. Look, yeah. um, I'm open to working with any television company mm -hmm. as long as there will be a time where we can sit down before we get started and figure out what the end game is of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, not throwing any shade or trying to imply anything. No. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, in a position where I absolutely have to say yes to anything that's offered to me. I'm not scared of losing my fan base. I'm not scared of losing momentum. I see human beings every weekend. They tell us how they feel about us. And the feeling is mutual. Like, 
we're very grateful for our fan base. We're not feeling desperate to be back on TV. I know some guys, they feel like there's this fear if they don't, you know, for the social media optics, for the optics of it. They're, they're going to forget stuff. about me. They're going to forget about me if I'm not out there. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like, we're, we're good with that. And we're grateful. And, you know, with the experience that we just had on television, we don't want to make the same mistake twice. We didn't have the ability to listen to our audience and be like, they're right. Because this is what we signed up for. And that's not me complaining or being salty about it. We know we're going to get involved. But, but like the next time we're going to do something big, if it is with that company or another company, we want to make sure that all hands are on the wheel and we understand what it is exactly that we're doing. Because I know what fans want to see out of us. And it's up to me, actually, to make sure that the person I'm working for understands that. Because they have a lot of stuff to shuffle around, a lot of things to pay attention to. So if we can get to that point where we can sit down and create something collectively together where we know they're going to love this and enjoy it, I could be on board anyway. All right. He, he's, he's available and ready to kick someone's ass in front of a camera at, at the right time. Um, let's talk about this pairing with Scarlett. Uh, I've known Scarlett uh, outside of wrestling for about 10 years now. I, I knew her from her time working in radio and, and different things like that. And I saw this drive in her. She had this perspective of where things were going to be before they even got there and that vision. What is it What is it like and, and how, how does, obviously you have a personal relationship, but how does that affect your, your professional relationship? How do you guys perform together as an act, you, you're, you're a pair, you know? That's a different thing. How do you think that complements you as a professional wrestler with her and with you as like a supplementary character, a character that adds something to it? Because on NXT, it was this wild presentation and it was one of the best entrances that people ever saw. And, and we got to see some of it in NXT and people wanted to see more of it. But how fulfilling was that for you creatively as a performer? It was so fulfilling. And I will say with her, um, in all of the ways that we are the same, uh, there are many ways we are not the same, but it complements what we want to do in a performance level. Like she will have completely different ideas and concepts on how to entertain people than I will and vice versa. But the end game is always to entertain them. So it's actually been beneficial for the both of us to have a different perspective and a different opinion on how to get to exactly where we want to be. And for me, luckily, and for her as well, it, we've always complimented each other. Like, I know a lot of tag teams, and you never know that a buddy has backstage being like, that's not the way the, the, everything will be there the way it needs to be between like who they're working and whatnot. And it's the guys that are tag team that are banging heads. And her and I, we share, you know, a lot of screen time together. And that's by design. You know, I always wanted to make sure when her and I uh, chose to work together at WWE, my biggest concern was, I don't want her to just be this person that's walking next to me because mm -hmm. then there's no significance. There's no importance. It's interchangeable. It's not important. And, you know, I love doing vignettes and getting live mic time and stuff like that. I also did not want to completely erase myself, my own abilities out of the picture, introducing her and having her be like a primary mouth, uh, mic piece. So sitting down with her and working out how that formula was going to work having her in front of me on the entrance and having her move around me and all that stuff. It was always keeping her in the picture and always keeping her in the screen time and creating like this balance between the two. That was always very intentional and it was meant to create an importance and a symbology between the two characters. And it was seamless creating that with her because she gets it. She knows who her target audience is, her self-awareness as a performer. She knows who she is. She knows what she's capable of. <clears throat> She knows her strengths and weaknesses. She knows what people are thinking when they look at her. 
she plays to it without ego, without any sort of insecurity or anything like that. She knows exactly what this is and how to get the most out of it. And I couldn't ask for a better person to work with, to be honest with you. I'm not just saying that because she's my wife. It just, it just worked. And like, it's been awesome. You might be in trouble if you said somebody else though too. So I, I, I kind of know those things go. Kind of you know, know, the last time you see me. Killer Cross is going to be a part of Ric Flair's last match, streaming on pay-per-view here at the end of July. You can get it on Fight TV. Of course, he'll also be a part of StarCast 5, available on Fight TV, and the Wrestling Showcase coming up September 3rd. If people want to check you out on social medias, they don't want to go to the fake accounts. They need to go to the real accounts. I'm so tired of that. Tell them where they got to go. At Real Killer Cross on Instagram, on Twitter, on all social media. If you want to get access to all my information, go to www.killercross.com. It has all my social media, all of my dates, and merchandise, and everything you'd want to know about the character and myself. It's all available there. It's all there. Thank you so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.